Hey, good morning, Hope. Good to be worshiping with you this morning. You know, it's become cliche to say that uh, 2020 has been a tough year. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, true, true. If you could give it a Yelp rating, I think all of us would probably give 2020 one star, not recommended. Right. <laughs> you know, last week, Rick, I saw a meme that cracked me up. It uh, said, if 2020 were a drink, what would it be? And the response was, colonoscopy prep. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably a pretty good uh, description. But you know, it's, yeah. it's uh, as tough as a year as it's been with all of the uh, things going on. It's really not about a year. You know, it's not as if magically on January 1st, all of this stuff is going to go away. Um, so the health concerns, the political uh, divisions, the racial divisions, the social divisions, the economic struggles, all of that is going to continue beyond, uh, beyond the end of this year. Yeah, if only it was about a date, but it's really so much more than that. There's this yeah. great divide in our country. Our culture is telling us that we need to take a side, that, that we need to choose which side we're going to stand on. Yeah. Uh, and we believe that when we take that side, that we're supposed to demonize uh, those that might disagree with us, and, and that we become so prideful sometimes in our rightness that we even have difficulty having real conversation with those who disagree with us. And so there's this hostility, there's this division. Some people are angered by racist policies while the other side is angered by the looting. And some people are standing up for the oppressed minorities and the lack of justice. And then we have others who stand up for the shop owners whose businesses are ruined and, 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 and crying out about the lack of order. And all of us become frustrated because we see elected officials working against what we so strongly believe in. And, and then we all get angry. And then every news story, it seems, right. fuels that anger. And that's because uh, some of us are love CNN and others hate it and love Fox News. And so depending on our news outlet, our anger is fueled. And I guess the good news we have this morning is that is not the way of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. So we're starting a new series uh, uh, this morning, where we're going to be looking at a different way of living, yeah. a Christ-centered way of living. We're calling this four-week series, Grace Under Fire. And uh, so it's about how do we live into Jesus' grace and the grace that he gives to us and offers to all, how do we live into that in these vitriolic times yeah. in which we live and uh, so it's how do we live in grace under fire, but there's this kind of subtext as well that grace itself is under fire, that the whole idea of grace is under fire, that people are so angry and frustrated and so forth that they don't want to hear about grace. Um, there is just so much anger and vitriol going on. So we're going to be looking at how do we build our lives on a foundation of Christ that allows us to live the abundant life that Jesus promised to those who follow him. Again, Jesus offered this great statement that was already read to us right before in the video, and we're going to read it, reread it again in just yeah. a minute. But before we do, I just want to give some quick background, some context to, to the hostile culture that the people during Jesus' time are living in. The, the Jewish people are in submission, and they're in oppression to the Roman government. And the full weight of the military uh, operation of Rome is weighing down on these people, the it's a, they have very few rights, they have very few privileges, and they're further oppressed by real heavy taxation. 
At the same time, they're, they're feeling this pressure from the religious group of the time, the Pharisees, who believe that they could maintain this, if they could maintain a perfectly healthy, uh, excuse me, healthy, perfectly <laughs> holy lifestyle. Which is that, also healthy. <laughs> that God would rescue Israel. And so they ended up uh, heaping impossible religious uh, rules and rituals onto the people that would ultimately lead to failure. And so the people of this day are pressed on every side, and they're feeling pressure. And then Jesus says to them, and it's up on the screen. Again, it was already read to us earlier, but it says this. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you. Just pause there for just a second. Take my yoke upon you. Now, the yoke had double meaning. We've talked about this. Uh, you've talked about it. I've talked about it as well. It was a farming tool for farm animals, and uh, we understand kind of that idea of, of uh, two animals being put together into this uh, tool that would uh, help them to pull heavy equipment. But in the first century, it also had a second meaning. It could mean to, uh, it was about a way of life or a lifestyle to be lived. And so the Pharisees were offering this yoke of religious legalism that if you followed these rules, your life would in some way be better. But Jesus says there's another way. There's something different. So he says, this is the lifestyle you can follow. So take my yoke upon you. And he says this, let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my, burden, or for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So Jesus sees the heavy burdens that these people are living on, the social, economic, racial, and political pressures that they're experiencing, and he tells them there's this better way that you can live. I'm going to show you a better way. And man, that so resonates right now in our world that's so heavily divided that what can, what can we possibly do to bridge the gap? And it seems impossible to bring people closer together. And so while we're living in this hostile culture, Jesus is promising, I believe he's promising all of us that we can recover our life, that we can speak into life, a life that is filled with division, and we can bring healing. And so Jesus is offering this new way to orient our lives. Yeah, and so it's, it's about faith in Christ, yeah. but it's not just about saying, I have faith in Christ, yeah. I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. It's about living into this grace-filled life mm. that Jesus offers to us. And uh, so it's about working in cooperation with the Holy Spirit at work within us doing that transformational work so that we might conform mm. to the image of Christ for our own sake as well as for the sake of others. So part of what Jesus said in that scripture that we read was that he is gentle and he's humble. And so part of this grace-filled life is about the embodiment of those two characteristics within Jesus. So when you hear the word gentle, that may sound weak to you, yeah. but it's really not. Gentle is about strength under control. It's about strength under control. You know, uh, Rick, when I was a kid, uh, my dad was teaching me about being a man um, in, in a number of different ways. He would say things like, you never hit a girl. You, you never pick a fight. You never bully somebody who is weaker than you. What my dad was teaching me was to be a gentleman, yeah, a gentleman. right? A gentle man. Jesus was the most powerful man to ever walk the planet. 
Mm. He was God incarnate. He could have crushed any opposition. He could have destroyed the entire Roman Empire had he wanted to. But he demonstrated strength under control because his purpose was to teach us what the kingdom of God looked like and how the kingdom of God would operate in the world. So that's gentleness. And then this idea of humility. Uh, humility, the way we're describing that, is that it is total, uh, to be totally selfless. To be totally selfless is to be humble. So to put the needs, the concerns of others ahead of myself. Really, it's the nature of love. Love is always focused on the other. Love is always selfless in the ways that it lives itself out. So for those of you who um, have had children, you know, parents, remember when you first held that child and you felt your whole life change, maybe in that very instant, because as you held that child, you felt this overwhelming sense of love and that you would give up anything. You would, there would be no cost too high for uh, the protection of this child. And uh, so that's kind of the nature of humility, that you're giving up yourself, your own interest, for someone else. Gentleness and humility. And uh, so, you know, we see those played out in Jesus' life for sure. The Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 2 described Jesus saying that, uh, being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped onto, but made himself nothing. He humbled himself and then goes on to talk about Jesus becoming a servant, humbling himself. So, again, we see this not only in Jesus' life, but we see it played out in the lives of um, people all around us, uh, men and women, um, in our contemporary times. You know, um, I was not all that familiar with Congressman John Lewis until uh, after his passing. I knew that he was a uh, freedom fighter. I knew that he was a, uh, someone who was active in the uh, 60s in uh, the civil rights movement. I knew as a young man that he was part of Bloody Sunday on the Edmund uh, Pettus Bridge. Um, I knew he was a congressman, but I didn't know other things about him. Did you know that he was a, an ordained pastor? That uh, early in his life, he became a follower of Jesus and felt a call into ministry. He went to seminary, um, but his life and circumstances called him in a different direction. He got involved politically. And uh, I didn't know about this famous quote that we're now hearing so much about, where uh, John Lewis said that we should get into good trouble, get into necessary trouble for redeeming the soul of America. This was a powerful, powerful guy, but his uh, associates, the people who worked with him on both sides of the political aisle, all described him as a man of humility and deep gentleness. I was really intrigued by the fact that uh, the Lewis family invited, among others, President George W. Bush to eulogize uh, John Lewis because they were adversaries in the political arena, but they were both men of faith and uh, who have, you know, kind of this grace-filled life. And so uh, President Bush said this 
in his eulogy about John Lewis. We live in a better, nobler country today because of John Lewis and his abiding faith in the power of God, the power of democracy, and the power of love to lift us to higher ground. That's a powerful guy who understood grace, who understood that grace expresses itself in these uh, expressions of gentleness and humility. And uh, so these are, these are powerful things uh, that we have uh, in our lives. Yeah, when Jesus talked about this yoke, this new lifestyle, he didn't say he would give it. He said he would teach it because yeah. we can't just ask for humility. It, it, it's something we have to build. We have to, like you said earlier, grow. Yeah, we have yeah, to, yeah. We have to uh, do the hard work of, of building gentleness and humility into our lives because it, it's, it's not natural, right? It has to just be grown into us. Uh, uh, St. Augustine had this to say. It's up on the screen. Uh, we have a lot of quotes this morning, don't we? We do. Uh, if stuff. you wish to reach high, then begin at the lowest level. Hmm. If you are trying to construct some mighty edifice in height, you will begin with the lowest foundation. And he says, this is humility. However great the mass of the building you may wish to design or erect, the taller the building is to be, the deeper you will dig the foundation. I think St. Augustine is providing us with our challenge during this time is we need to be building humility into our lives, that, that it doesn't just happen, but it has to be grown, it has to be built. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we were preparing this, and uh, earlier this week I was, I was doing my usual uh, news search and just you know looking at what was going on in the news, and I landed on this article about the pandemic, and it was an interview of some scientists. And one of the questions just really just floored me. The question was, what has you most worried after studying this pandemic? And the, the person answered, I'm most worried about the selfishness of people. Mm. Uh, I, that's not what I expected. <laughs> I expected it to be uh, something about infection rates or vaccines or immunity, but it was about selfishness. He went on to say this. I think that the message we've seen is that people are selfish to a remarkable degree that I don't think we've ever seen before. The selfishness of people and their inability to have empathy for others who aren't like themselves is one of the very, very worrying aspects that the disease has highlighted. I think this is a deeply rooted part of American society. Wow, I said I saw that and I was floored because I, I realized what this scientist didn't say, but I believe he, he was on track to see it, is that it's because of selfishness and pride. It's, it's, we have selfishness and pride because we have this, it's our default behavior. It's, it's humanity's default behavior. We believe, and as the church, we believe this is the result of sin, right? Yeah, that our yeah. soul's code, that our heart's code, our, our, our software was rewritten with selfishness. Yeah. And now to change that, it requires the hard work of building or growing humility and building gentleness because sadly, they're learned behaviors now. And so Augustine says that there's this hard, unseen work that we need to do that is required to change our selfish ways, that we need to dig away the pride, we need to dig away the selfishness, and then, and then plant or build humility and gentleness. And man, that just 
that's just powerful in that this challenge that we have, you know, this process of being conformed to Jesus is, uh, involves this growing of humility yeah. and building of gentleness into our lives. So this whole idea, too, you know, it, it, it almost sounds like it's reactive, you know, so we react to circumstances through uh, actions of gentleness and humility. But the fact is, it can also be and should be proactive. Yeah. It's the way that we live in the world. It's what we bring into the world, that we bring our strength under control, that we bring this uh, selflessness into the world um, in the ways that we act, speak, and react uh, to others. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Rick just uh, read that, that quote by uh, one of the church fathers, uh, St. Augustine, which is great. Um, we also have a quote by another of the church fathers. Mm -hmm. uh, we're really into the ancients today. <laughs> uh, Tertullian. So he wrote this in A.D. 197. So almost 2,000 years ago, he was writing about Christians and what Christ followers uh, look like and how they behaved. And this is what he said. This way of living was the embodiment of gentleness and humility. This is the embodiment, he said, of gentleness and humility. They cared for the poor. They loved those in need. They humbled themselves before God. They cared for one another and laid down their lives for their friends. See how they loved one another. See how they loved one another by the way that they acted. Well, you can imagine the profound impact on a society when you have a group of people who are living this way, who are living grace-filled lives that are identified through gentleness and humility. You know, this has been a, a really difficult year for all of us in some ways, and for some in profound ways, um, both in terms of health concerns and the economics and job loss and so on and so forth. And Hope Church, um, in this time, I think has sought to be the kind of Christ followers that Tertullian was describing yeah. when he wrote about it uh, 2,000 years ago that we have tried to care for each other. We have tried to care for those in need around us and for the poor around us. And we've done that through our food pantry. We did that through our uh, Hope Outside initiative. And I wanted to share with something that we want to do to continue that mm -hmm. as we move into this fall. We are going to be launching an um, initiative that we're calling the 30-30-30 challenge for our 30th anniversary. Mm -hmm. The idea behind this is that between now and mid-November at our anniversary, that we're going to seek to raise $90,000, $90,000 in those few months, and that we're going to divide that money up into three specific ministry areas. So the first $30,000 we're committing to having available to HOPE members 
who are experiencing economic downturn job, because of job loss, because of the pandemic, that we want to be able to help them in some tangible ways. And so that first 30000 is going to be used to help our members who are struggling financially. And then the, the second 30 is going to be uh, uh, dedicated or directed towards uh, Hope's Food Pantry Ministry. And, and you know, earlier this year, before COVID, uh, our food pantry was supporting about 50 families, just a little over 50 families. Today, that number, just this last month, over 260 families, five times, more than five times growth in that area. And so to, to maintain that level of support and care, uh, we need to uh, move the food pantry out of the, uh, the main Hope building and down to the meeting place so that it'll provide better distribution, uh, more storage, and a way to continue to support that, that ministry. And also, part of that, uh, that, that funding will also be used to help uh, cover the gap that exists sometimes between the food that is donated and the food that is needed to support those families. Right. And then the third initiative in this 30-30 challenge, 30-30-30 challenge, uh, is beyond ourselves uh, here in this area, we have always supported uh, ministries in the city of Camden. So for the whole 30 years, we've supported Urban Promise. And so part of that money will go to continue to support Urban Promise. <clears throat> the urban areas have really been hit by uh, all of the things related to this uh, pandemic in, uh, in, again, profound ways. So we want to encourage uh, the ongoing ministry of Urban Promise. We also support Urban Mission Fellowship, which was started um, in part by a member or a couple of members here at Hope. Many of the volunteers uh, who are working with Urban Mission Fellowship who work with children and families in the city of Camden, uh, those volunteers are HOPE members. So those two, plus we're part of the United Methodist Church, and here in New Jersey, there's an initiative called Miracles Are Everywhere that uh, right now a lot of that funding is helping churches that are barely surviving uh, because so many of their members um, have either gotten sick or have lost jobs and so forth, so those churches are barely hanging on. And so this is a way to help support other United Methodist churches here in New Jersey. So this is a BHAG, a mm. big, hairy, audacious goal. Can we do it? You know, that's a lot of money in a really short period of time. Yeah, but you know what I love about this, Jeff, is I've been around long enough that I was here for our 20th anniversary and our 25th anniversary. Right. And for both of those uh, anniversaries, we did an initiative very similar where we, we focused on uh, on how we can support and how we can help those around us outside of, uh, of our church community, and just I just I just love watching how uh, hope responds, and always That's excited amazing. by by the way that uh, unfolds as we uh, go through these initiatives. You know, it's in these times, it's in, it's in these kinds of challenges and challenging times where we get to see God work. Um, in profound ways. And so, man, it just builds your faith when you take a, a, goal, a, a challenge like this that I believe was inspired by the Holy Spirit and just see how God works. Here's what I ask of you. Do the best that you can. Yeah. So that's going to look different for every one of us. But if each of us does the best that we can in this, then God shows up and uh, really miracles uh, end up happening. Here's one other thing I want to share with you real quickly. So as I've been talking about this among uh, folks here before we made this announcement, uh, we had a couple here at Hope who said, we want to um, offer this challenge. We will match 
dollar for dollar, the first $15,000 that come in. So the first $15,000 that are given will match dollar for dollar. So we raise 15, 30,000 has come in. So really, in essence, we're saying we've got to raise $75,000 over this time. So it's already beginning to happen, friends. Um, And so we'll see what God has uh, in store for us. I believe great things uh, are going to come of this initiative. That's great. Let's let's pray together, okay? Uh, And so, God, we thank you. Uh, Thank you, God, for the blessing that uh, the church is to our lives and the blessing that the church uh, can be and should be in the lives of others. God, I pray that you would help us uh, to know the, the best next steps that we can take to, 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 uh, uh, to live this humble and gentle life in such a way that we could bring people uh, 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 together, that they would see and understand the life that we're living, that they would, that they would be, uh, uh, in, uh, that they would see our lives and remark, look how they love mm. one another. God, help us to grow and build into our lives. Give us the courage to do the needed excavation, to remove pride and hostility. Help us, God, to put uh, in place uh, in our lives uh, uh, healing and rest and new life. And God, we ask that you would bless our 30-30-30 challenge efforts. God, that uh, you would inspire us to seek ways to impact our hurting and broken world. And God, we ask that you would bless our lives. God, we thank you for this time that we've had to be together. And we just pray uh, that you would go with us in all the places we may go throughout our day today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.